Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hello, good morning. Well, I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but it's morning for me. And um, I we just came off a beautiful weekend. Um, I love I love this earth. I love the beauty all around us. I take pictures all the time. Uh, I did a whole bunch of things in the yard on Saturday. And my peonies are coming up. My our hostas are coming up. Um, I'm so excited to watch these things grow and, and I take pictures of them to see their growth. (laughs) It's kind of weird, but I do love these things. And I hope that you're able to enjoy some of the beautiful things that are coming up in spring. So, uh, a, a little while ago, while I was just doing some personal scripture study in the book of Mormon, um, I read something that I had caught, uh, several years back but it really, um, hit me again. And so I decided to just kind of write a whole podcast on some of the thoughts that I've had and some of the scriptures that I found that, that kind of, that back this whole, um, thought up and, um, I'll read you the scripture and then I'll just share a couple thoughts with you before I start sharing with you these other, uh, scriptures. So it's in second Nephi chapter five. And it says, behold, it came to pass that I Nephi did cry much unto the Lord, my God, because of the anger of my brethren, but behold, their anger did increase against me in so much that they did seek to take away my life. Okay. So what hit me when I originally read this is that Nephi cried much unto the Lord because he his brothers were so angry with him, but we learn from the scriptures, but they're there that their anger did increase against him. And ultimately they wanted to take away his life. Now, as I've aged, I, I have grown a lot and learned a lot. And so things that I used to feel like, please, um, deliver us from this, take care of this heavenly father, answer this prayer. Um, you know, I've learned through my life that there are things that regardless it it's according to the will of God. And it is the purpose of prayers to align our will with his will. And it's a process of work. And, um, a lot of things in life, like our children, um, a working situation, a calling we have in the ward, a family situation, something that's happening in the world. Our prayers are that, can this please end? Can we have an answer? Can we have a resolve? Can we be delivered? And sometimes that answer is yes, but a lot of times that answers not yet, not now. No. So it's this process of waiting. There's this incredible song. I want you all to go listen to it go to Spotify or Pandora or Apple music. And it's called even if, and it's by mercy me. And the, basically the song is even if you don't answer this prayer, even if 
I will be faithful through the rest of my life. And I love that because just like Nephi cried much unto the Lord, the anger of his brethren did increase. It did not decrease against him. Okay. So then what I did is I just started thinking about all these different scriptures that have this same, you know, there's the desires of our hearts, the prayers, the belief that can this please pass. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it doesn't. So the first one that I wanted to read with you was in third Nephi chapter two. So the, um, I can't, it, there's the scriptures are so, so good. And they teach us so much and they answer so many prayers. And so when we are struggling, I just feel like going to the scriptures and, um, just reading them, it just gives us this peace and, and comfort that we need. And sometimes it gives us the answer. So it had been the 95th year and, uh, the people had already been forgetting the signs and the wonders that they heard and that they saw, and they were less and less astonished at any wonder that was coming from heaven and their hearts had become hard and their mind, their minds had become more blind, but it says that they began to disbelieve all which they had heard and seen. So they had had all these incredible miracles, but they began to disbelieve them. And it said that Satan had great hold upon the hearts of the people. It says that he did get possession of their hearts and he did blind their eyes and lead them away and to foolish things. And the people began to walk, wax strong in wickedness and abominations. And they did not believe that there should be any more signs and wonders given. And Satan did go about leading the hearts of the people, tempting them and causing them that they should do great wickedness in the land. Okay. So I believe that right now that's what's happening in our world too. I believe that Satan is leading us astray as we are trying to get answers, as we are trying to get comfort. If we're praying about a child or marriage, our lives, our callings, he is blinding the mind and he's trying to get us to disbelieve all that we have heard and seen. So don't give up. Don't let him do this. <laughs> Even if you're pleading for something, uh, remember as Nephi that the anger increased against him. It did not decrease. Okay. So let's go to Limhi's people in Mosiah chapter 21. Okay. So here are Limhi's people. Remember who Limhi is. He is the son of Noah, who is a, a evil, wicked king, right? And, um, Limhi's people, they are, they Ammon comes and they humble themselves in the depths of humility. And they are crying mightily unto God. They even cry all day long. They cried to the, unto the, unto God. And they wanted, their desire was that he would deliver them out of their afflictions in verse 14 and 15. In, this, in, in verse 15, this is what he, it says. And now the Lord was slow to hear their cry because of their iniquities. Nevertheless, the Lord did hear their cries and he began to soften the hearts of the Lamanites that they began to ease their burdens. Yet the Lord did not see fit to deliver them out of bondage. Okay. So in this situation, here are these people that have totally humbled themselves in the depths of humility. They have cried all the day long. 
that they would be delivered. Now the Lord, he heard their cries and he did soften the hearts of the Lamanites, but he did not see fit to deliver them out of bondage. So there might be things that are eased for us in our life, but there's not a deliverance. You know, Matt and I, uh, we, we had lived in central Oregon and we bought this home that we loved so much. And we thought we were going to be there forever. And after a couple of years, we left. If you go listen to Matt's podcast, we talk, he talks about that. And we, the crash happened. We left in 2007 and by 2008, everything had crashed the value of homes. It had all just plummeted. So this home that we had, that was worth quite a good amount of money now was just slowly dropping like a rock. And we just kept praying, let us get an offer. Let somebody give us another offer. We would get two offers, you know, an offer, and then it would be contingent upon the sale of their house. And then their house would fall through. We'd get another offer. It'd be contingent upon their house falling and it would fall through. So we just kept praying and praying that we'd be delivered. So we didn't have to make a mortgage payment and a rent payment because we chose not to buy until we could um, get rid of this house. And it went on. And one day we'll go, I'll give you a whole detail podcast on it, but that house, we had it for seven and a half years. We were not able to sell that house for seven and a half years, but I want you to know that the Lord did soften my heart. Just like it says here that he softened the hearts of the Lamanites. They began to ease their burden. So he softened my heart, but he did not see fit at the time to deliver us out of this mortgage bondage, or that's how we felt it was, but it taught me so much. Okay. The next scripture that I thought about is in Mosiah 17. So Abinadi, you were, if you remember, he goes before Noah, Noah's very upset. He leaves, he comes back, Abinadi comes back and he literally goes over everything. 10 commandments, the atonement, Adam and Eve. I mean, he goes over everything with Noah and his priests. And, um, he basically said, look, I'm going to deliver this to you. And I'm not sure what will happen after this, but I will, I will be able to deliver this to you before you do anything to me. So this is what it says. And now Abinadi said unto him, I say unto you, I will not recall the words, which I have spoken unto you concerning this people for they are true. And that ye may know of their surety, I have suffered myself that I have fallen into your hands. Yea, and I will suffer even until death, but I will not recall my words, and they shall stand as a testimony against you. And if ye slay me, ye will shed innocent blood, and this shall also stand as a testimony against you at the last day. And now King Noah was about to release him, for he feared his word. For he feared that the judgments of God would come upon him. <clears throat> Hold on, I got to flip this little thing here. But the priests lifted up their voices against him and began to accuse him, saying, He has reviled the king. Therefore, the king was stirred up to anger against him, and he delivered him up that he might be slain. So here was Noah. He began to fear his words, but there were other people. I said, no, 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 no. Don't let him revile you. Don't release him. Don't give him his life. Like that's not okay. They stirred him up, the king up to anger King Noah. 
And in verse 13, and it came to pass that they took him and bound him and scourged his skin with faggots, even until death. Okay. So there in some situations in our lives here, we, you know, are doing what is right. Right. I told you the story about Helmuth, um, in the podcast about being a true friend, you know, he was speaking the truth and it was a testimony against those that were doing evil. And Abinadi was doing the same. He was speaking the truth. He was not going to recall his words. And you would think, oh, okay, he's Abinadi has been doing an incredible thing. He's testifying. He's teaching. He should be delivered. Like that's in our minds. We think that just is what should happen. There should not be any repercussions. He shouldn't die. And even though Noah began to be afraid and began to retract from this desire to kill him, he still did it because he had other people saying, no, 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 no. You need to do this. You need to do this. He's, he's reviled you. He's, he's, um, he's, he's not, you know, a good person. You need to get rid of him. So even though Abinadi was in the path of doing right, living righteously, making good choices, he still was bound and put to death. Okay. Now, um, in John, in the new Testament, John six, so here Jesus has fed them with food. He has taught them. He's performed miracles. They've walked with him. They've talked with him. And in verse 66, it says from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then Jesus saith unto the 12, will ye go also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe it and are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Okay. We would assume that these people who are witnessing these miracles that are, um, being taught by Jesus, that they would for sure stay with him. Like, why would they go? Like he has the words of everlasting life. Right. But it says that many, many of them went away and they walked no more with him. So in our minds, like a part of this whole thing with Nephi, here he is praying, seeking God to help him, his brothers not be angry with him, but their anger increased. Here are these people with Jesus being taught, witnessing miracles, having all these incredible things happen. They walk away and many of them walk away. Okay. Mosiah 21. Um, so I'll just read to you cause it's so good. And now the afflictions of the Nephites were great and there was no way that they could deliver themselves out of their hands for the Lamanites had surrounded them on every side. And it came to pass that the people began to murmur with the King because of their afflictions. And they began to be desirous to go against them to battle. And they did afflict the King sorely with their complaints. Therefore, he granted unto them that they should do according to their desires. And they gathered themselves together again and put on their armor and went forth against the Lamanites to drive them out of their land. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did beat them and drove them back and slew many of them. Okay. The reason why I thought about this one and how it's applicable to even if this podcast of even if, even if this happens, are we going to be true and faithful? Even if. 
So here you have these people that are suffering tremendous afflictions. Is there something that you feel that you're suffering with right now in regards to a child, a grandchild, a spouse, a living situation, whatever it is, a family member, do you feel like you're experiencing great afflictions? Well, these Nephites knew there was no way they could deliver themselves out of the hands of the Lamanites. So they go to the king and they are basically complaining sorely to him. Let us do something. Let us go to battle. Let us, um, you know, go in and fight. And the king, he does according to their desires. He's like, okay, okay, go ahead. Um, so they get themselves together. They put on their armor, they go to fight the Lamanites, but it was because it was the desire of their hearts. The Lamanites beat them, drive them back and slew many of them. So a lot of times we want to force our way because we feel like we have the answer that here on this earth that we're living that in our minds, we know exactly what we're supposed to do. And so instead of listening to our King, Jesus Christ, our savior and being obedient to be like, okay, we'll have to wait. We'll have to watch this out. We'll, we'll keep pleading with the Lord. He will deliver us. They chose to go according to their desires to fight the Lamanites. And because of that, they were beat back and many died. So it's hard. I mean, I have to tell you multiple times in my life, multiple times, I have done it the way I wanted to do it because I feel like, no, I've got this. I've just let me do it this way. And sure enough, because it's the desires of my heart, instead of what does God want me to do? What is the right path? What do I, do I need to wait? So, um, I just, I feel like so many times in life, we feel like we, the answer should be very simple and easy because we are living righteously and trying to do what's right, but it's not always like that. And that's why there's so many scriptures teaching us that. Okay. Let's go to Helaman 16. Okay. So here you have Samuel, the Lamanite, and there are many who hear his words and there are many that believe them. So they go forth and they seek out Nephi who's in the book of Helaman and they find him, they confess their sins, they get baptized, but as many as there were who did not believe in the words of Samuel, they were angry with him. So here Samuel is preaching truth, sharing the gospel, and there are people very angry at him and they're shooting arrows at him and the, but the arrows and the stones, they're throwing stones. They're not hitting him. So when the people see that they cannot hit Samuel, there were many more who did believe on his words. So because they couldn't hit him, more people believed on his words. And so they go to Nephi and are baptized. And Nephi is baptizing, prophesying, preaching, crying repentance unto the people, showing them signs and miracles, telling them of the things that they that must shortly come. And he's telling them to remember all these things, believe them, believe on the words of Samuel, the Lamanite and go forth repenting and confessing your sins. Okay. So here's Samuel trying to do what's right. Here's Nephi trying to do what's all right. And this is what it says in verse six, but the more part of them did not believe in the words of Samuel. Therefore, when they saw that they could not hit him with their stones and their arrows, they cried unto their captain saying, take this fellow and bind him for behold, he hath a devil and because of the power of the devil, which is in him, we cannot hit him with our stones and arrows. 
Therefore take him and bind him and take him away. But as they went to go lay their hands on Samuel, he got off of the wall and he fled. So instead of it with Abinadi, they placed their hands on him. They bound him. They took his life. Samuel, the more part of the people did not believe Samuel's words, but when they went to go take him, he was able to flee. So each of our lives, there are different situations that we will be preserved. And sometimes things will happen that are not what we expect. All of us suffer from different things. There's a great talk by Robert D. Hills. And, um, he talks about, there are many kinds of sorrow and suffering, self-inflicted suffering, suffering from infirmities of our mortal bodies and sorrow from separation by death, suffering that tries and tests us suffering to develop our spiritual strength, suffering to humble us and lead us to repentance. He said the savior suffering and atoning sacrifice, the most important event in the history of the world. If our sorrow and suffering strengthens our faith in our savior, Jesus Christ, our sorrow shall be turned to joy. And then he talked about in this talk, such trials give us the development of spiritual spirituality that we probably never would get if we didn't have the experiences where the very jaws of hell gave open their mouth wide after us. Not only must we survive, but we must develop the ability to have us a, a concern for others while we are suffering. It is the key element of our spiritual growth. As we lose our lives in our service of our fellow men, we find ourselves suffering to develop strength will not exceed our ability to endure to the end. So all of these different things in the scriptures, you know, different ways of suffering or, and not being delivered from the suffering, there are all for our benefit and our good. Okay. I wanted to, um, I've got a couple things left before I end the podcast. I wanted to share another, um, scripture in Alma 58. So here you have Helaman, Gid, Temnor. They want to take the city of Manti by, by Strategum, right? And, um, so they said their next object was to take the city of Manti. But they could not, they had such a small band, they could not decoy, they could not get these Lamanites to get out of their strongholds. And there was so, the Lamanites were so much more numerous than, than this army, that the small army that Helaman had, that they were not able to go forth and attack them in their strongholds. And so I'll just start reading in verse three. Yay. And it became expedient that we should employ our men to maintaining those parts of the land, which we had regained of our possessions. Therefore it became expedient that we should wait that we might receive more strength from the land of Zarahemla and also a new supply of provisions. So I love this scripture because it kind of gives us this formula in my mind of we've read these scriptures where things increased instead of decreased things where, you know, it didn't go how we anticipate or the prayer that we thought should be answered. Wasn't, but I love what in here, they, they had their men maintain the parts of the land that they had regained and they had them wait so that they could receive more strength and get new supply of provisions. 
So in these trials that we go through, in these sufferings, in these things, the afflictions that are affecting our soul, there is some blessing that comes from maintaining our, where we're at in our lives, maintaining our parts of the land, regaining our strength and waiting upon the Lord. And while we're receiving more strength, we're studying the scriptures, praying, listening to general conference talks, going to the temple, loving our, our neighbors, loving our children, our wives, our families. And so I love that there's this verse that just shows all the things that they did. And so then it goes on to verse four, and it came to pass that I thus did send an embassy to the governor of our land to acquaint him concerning the affairs of our people came to pass that we did wait to receive provisions and strength from the land of Zarahemla. But behold, this did profit us, but little for the Lamanites were also receiving great strength day by day and also many provisions. And thus were our circumstances at this period of time. And the Lamanites were selling forth against us from time to time, resolving by strategium to destroy us. Nevertheless, we could not come to battle with them because of their retreats and their strongholds. And it came to pass that we did wait in these difficult circumstances for the space of many months, even until we are about to perish for the want of food. So here, here he says that, look, this waiting, it, it profit us little in the sense that the Lamanites were also receiving great strength, but we continued to wait. We continue to wait now. It almost brought them unto death, but here is the beautiful part in these next verses, but it came to pass that we did receive food, which was guarded to us by 2000 young men. And this is the assistance, which we did receive to defend ourselves and our country from falling into the hands of our enemies. And now the cause of these are embarrassments or the cause why they did not send more strength to us. We know not. Therefore, we were grieved and also filled with fear, lest by any means the judgments of God should come upon our land to our overthrow and utter destruction. Therefore, we did pour out our souls in prayer to God that he would strengthen us and deliver us out of the hands of our enemies, yea, and also give us strength that we might retain our cities and our lands, our possessions for the support of our people. And it came to pass that the Lord, our God did visit us with assurance that he would deliver us in so much that he did speak peace to our souls and did grant unto us great faith and did cause us that we should have hope for our deliverance in him. And we did take courage with our small forces, which we had received and were fixed with the determination to conquer our enemies, to maintain our lands, our possessions, our wives, and our children, and the cause of liberty. Okay. So it wasn't that all of a sudden the Lamanites were killed or there was a, a path and they broke right through and the city and maintained a Manti, but it, they go through this process where they go through difficult months, it says difficult months. They had fear. They grieved. They, they were worried about the judgments of God coming upon them, but it says that they poured out their soul to God. He did strengthen them and deliver them and he, that he did visit them and peak, speak peace to their souls. And he did grant unto them great faith. And it did cause us that we should hope for our deliverance in him. 
So I love this scripture in Helam or in Alma so much because there is so much in there about in our lives, things that we are concerned about or hoping will happen. or trying to find answers to, or, or, um, grieving from there's different lessons we can learn, but we will be strengthened in the Lord. He will provide us with peace. And we just need to have faith that everything will work together for our good. I mean, we need to act and not sit back and wait passively. But as you see, it's it. That's exactly what Helaman said. He said, we took courage with our small forces, which we had received. And we were fixed with a determination to conquer our enemies. So we need to have courage and be determined that we'll move forward and try to find what the answer is and what we're supposed to do. Um, I love this quote by um, Orson F. Whitney. He says, no pain that we suffer, no trial that we experience is wasted. It ministers to our education, to the development of such qualities as patience, faith, fortitude, and humility. All that we suffer and all that we endure, especially when we endure it patiently, builds up our characters, purifies our hearts, expands our souls, and makes us more tender and charitable, more worthy to be called the children of God. And it is through sorrow and suffering, toil and tribulation, that we gain the education that we come here to acquire, and which will make us more like our father and mother in heaven. Okay, so even if even if our answers, our prayers, the path that we desire to have of deliverance from our enemy as Satan is rampant on this earth. Even if we need to move forward with courage and determination and a hope and faith and know that God is at the helm and he's in charge. This closing scripture that I want to read, I love. Um, it's in Alma chapter four. And now it came to pass that Alma, having seen the afflictions of the humble followers of God and the persecutions which were heaped upon them by the remainder of his people and seeing all their inequality began to be very sorrowful. Nevertheless, the spirit of the Lord did not fail him. And the spirit of the Lord will not fail you and I, even as we worry about those that we love, like Alma was worried about the humble followers of God. He was worried about their afflictions and their persecutions and our people, our children, our homes, our ward members. Remember that nevertheless, the spirit of the Lord will not fail us. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.